Hello, ho, ho, parents and caregivers. I'm talking to you from the North Pole, and I have some exciting news to share. My elf hath created personalized and fun virtual visits from me to the little elves in your life, safe, healthy, and live from my home to yours. We can talk about presents, sing, and have fun for up to 20 minutes. Oh, hope to see you soon. <laughs> Except who, oh, was yeah. that, who was that bearded guy in the suit at the beginning there? That was creepy. I know. Hey, I know. Oh. I, 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 hear, I hear he comes around once a year in December. Mm, yeah. Weird. Well, I, <laughs> I better get ready. I better get ready with my Kung Fu. <laughs> what is going on, everybody out there? It's your boy, Preston, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with another episode of Action Film Autopsy, at least on this channel, the 20th episode Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Celebrate it on this channel at least the 20th episode. So congrats, everybody watching, hanging out, hanging out with us all these times, all these uh, episodes. And uh, we got the legend himself has returned, Kung Fu Santa, Rick Myers. Oh. Welcome back, brother. Hey, everybody. It's yeah, nice to be yeah. a little earlier in the day. It's good for it's good for fat. It's good for Sifu. And I hope it's good for you. Yes, 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 yes. So... Thank you, everybody, for watching and hanging out with us today. And uh, boom, putting it up there on the screen. You can email Santa. That's right. Check the link in the description box below of this video. Get some requests. Get to hang out with Santa for about 20 minutes or less. Yes. Or, or, or more. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you check it out. Uh, how long has Santa been doing this, Rick? Oh, Santa's been doing it oh, for centuries. Just hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> Even Just, though the, the technology wasn't there back then. He still well, made oh, a way. What is, yeah. He's been doing yeah. it online. Well, that, yeah. that's lasted as long as uh, online has lasted. But he's been giving <laughs> gifts to good little girls and boys for yes. centuries. Yes, yes. He's, he's watching if you've been naughty or not. No, he's not. No, he's oh. not. Oh. Very, you know, that's just, that's propaganda done by ah. 
by some some idiot, you know, basically who needed who needed a rhyme. They needed a rhyme, so they did that. So I can assure you, Santa himself told me, he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he knows when you've been, been bad or good. So be good, goodness sake. But that's not because he's there. It's because every time you do, every time you go to sleep, your energy changes. Every time you wake up, your energy changes. When you're good, your energy changes. You're bad, your energy changes. And there's a reason that they're up at the North Pole because your energy rises. Ah. And the elves have this wonderful machine where your energy, which is your energy is just like your fingerprints. They're just unique to you. So it goes into the machine. We get your energy. We know all this stuff. Well, not we. Santa and the elves. Though. That's right. Santa and the elves. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you guys check out the website. And it's check all, the link it's all in my book, Boston. Santa Confidential. If you want there to, it is. you know, also if you go to the site, you, you'll see an advertisement for the book, which will tell you all the truth. Yes. About the real Santa. The real Santa. Yes. But if you want a little bit of a piece of Rick, y'all know what you need to do. You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Oh, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? You got it! Get a piece of Rick. Yeah, we just put up outside of the uh, Chimera, we put up a poster of uh, Bruce Lee, the legend, signed by the screenwriter. And uh, there was another poster that we put up. Oh, yeah, the John Woo, A Better Tomorrow poster. It's autographed by John Woo. That's and amazing. That's that's available now out off of the site. You can just email me or you can email Chimera and it's for 150 bucks. Dude. Autographed posters, full size, perfect condition. By John Woo. That is autographed amazing. by John Woo, autographed yeah. by Russell Cawthorn. Cawthorn. There you wrote, go. Who wrote the, the best documentary. Rick's got a lot of goodies. So if you want a piece of those goodies, huh? Check the link in the description box below. Uh, so you go straight to Rick's oh, shop. I shouldn't point down there. I should point over here. There, there we go. go. There you go. There. <laughs> Not down here. Don't check down here. Check over here. <laughs> copy yeah. that. Copy that. Oh, we got Lady Danish in the house saying hello to everybody. What is going on? Jet Tiger. You know, we got to give the shout out for everybody watching right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. Texas Sumo. McCloskey's <laughs> in the <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. I got to do it, man. I got to do it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, good to see uh, everybody here watching right now. Yes, a snippet right. of the beard. I'll, I'll give you a little of this stuff. I'll give you some of the back, the backsplash. <laughs> we need this. Yeah, yeah. You can have a big hunk out of it. You know, a big sort of circular hunk out of this. <laughs> copy that. Copy that. All right. Now, before we get into the action, we got to get into the horror. That's right. A little bit, of, a little bit of that horror, and then we'll jump into the action from autopsy. Okay. So our Indiegogo campaign uh, action film for the contract has been postponed till later next year. So we decided to switch gears, me and director Ranjit Esmara. That's right. Switching gears from action to horror. Yes. And uh, check out the Indiegogo link in the description box below. Check it out. It literally costs nothing. <laughs> it's literally all the, the, the Indiegogo total goal is literally only $1,000. Which is probably as much as it cost to, to uh, you know, feed Bruce Campbell for breakfast on the set of his films. Okay, it's literally nothing. So if you guys want to pay a little bit more to get perks to become a producer just like me, or get a copy of the movie posters, all that good stuff, you can do that. That's greatly appreciated. Or hey, every little bit helps. Five dollars here, ten dollars there. Uh, but we need to make this movie happen. 
Ranjit Esmara has uh, a, a great filmmaking team with him. They're all ready to go. He has a practical effects artist for the awesome gore effects. They're all ready to go, but we need your help to make it happen. It's literally a, beans. A me, a, yeah, it's not nothing. It's it's a one with three zeros. Yeah. <laughs> so we need a lot of ones to make up that one. There you go. And the zeros will take care of themselves. Yes, we need 1,000 people to donate a dollar each. That's all you. That's all we need. <laughs> but we got to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, reptilian is uh, the name of the film. That's right. It's going to be twisted. It's going to be dark. It's going to be bloody because you know samurai guy has to have. I got to have the gore. I'm a gore hound. I'm sorry. I got to do it. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 one of Rick's favorite genres of all time, the slasher genre. <laughs> but it is a slasher film inspired by Hostel. Audition, uh, Ichi the Killer, The Devils, and many more. And what do all of those films have in common? They're all twisted, dark, and fucked up. <laughs> so that's what this movie's going to be. But uh, I want to introduce you. It's, it's only a couple of seconds, but the lead actor, David Lamont, uh, is phenomenal. He is very intense, and he always goes all in on uh, his projects. And when he, he, just, he just becomes the character. So he's our lead slasher uh, antagonist. Who's going to stop him? Who's going to be the detective or go after him? Well, you're going to have to watch the movie to find out. But here's a little section of, uh, here's a little taste, a couple of seconds of how you guys can see how intense David is in action. Reptilian, let's do it. Forsake thee! I will not forsake thee! Yeah, yeah. Chills. He is intense. Now he is the, intense. For the sequel, hire me to be the detective. Ah, no, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be fun. <laughs> little kung fu stuff happening there. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. Let me but practice you now. Guys... Yeah. Let me huh? practice now. He screams at me and I go, oh, buddy. Rap, rap. <laughs> It turns, it turns into a horror comedy, which yeah. I love as well. Oh, well, yeah, too. we've had a, a lot of support so far. From a lot of amazing people. The Action Elite did an amazing article. Make sure you guys check it out on the blog website uh, about the whole project. So, yeah, a lot of people supporting. But we need you guys to kind of chip in a little bit of the funds to make it happen. We got to do it. Reptilian, blore, blood, gore, mayhem, vile, twisted evil. Let's go. Let's go. We got to make it happen because this guy, thing. this guy is intense. And he's a phenomenal actor. David Lamont is. All right. Now we got that. Out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the action. Oh, wait. Speaking of action, the Urban Action Showcase. Oh, yeah, that's right. How You were there in person, Rick. How was yeah. it? It was awesome, as always. This is the 11th year. I've been there since the very beginning. Uh, I'm, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, uh, the uh, white guy uh, amongst <laughs> all the urban. I'm, I'm not just the white guy, the bearded guy. Uh, Are you the but, Guaylo? I'm the no, I'm not the Guaylo. Okay. We're all pretty much almost all of us are Guaylo, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm the one with this pigment. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but that's okay. And also, I'm unique anyway. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The, it's a great show. It's always a great show. There's movies going all the time. There are these up and coming filmmakers 
uh, and actors oh, yeah. and stunt people and also stars. I mean, we have the, and I, I, I thought I was going to be involved in, they were, they were doing the anniversary of uh, Return of the Ninja. And because right. I'm a big best-selling ninja author, yeah. I thought I would be involved in that. It turned out I got there and they said, no, no, don't worry about it. Just have fun. And so I did. And I met everybody. You got some of the pictures of all the, of the folks I was meeting. Yes. Um, uh, let the audience know that's watching. Uh, who, who, who is hanging out with you? Oh, these guys are wonderful filmmakers from Pennsylvania, and that's their little thing back there. I, I've already I've already blanked on their names, but they were they were terrific. And also, she has a bunch of uh, chicken nuggets behind her, oh, which is very nice. <laughs> we love uh, chicken nuggets. Yeah, and uh, so we talked about that. Oh, there's one of the great kung fu teachers. He used to be in New York, and now he's moved down south a little bit. But he's always number one, and oh, I'm yeah. always number two. And oh yeah, there's there's Ricky Baker, who's sort of like my UK variation on me, because he he did he's still keeping the torch going. And yeah. there's Karen Shepard, who fought uh, who fought uh, Cynthia Rothrock in a movie, and the the great black dragon himself, Ron Van Cleef. Yes, yes. Oh, Karen is great. Yeah, yeah. she's great. And uh, I had the opportunity to to interview Ron right here on the channel. So make That's sure right. you guys check that out if you missed that one. Right. But yeah, oh, so I, of course, the last one here. Yeah, there's uh, our Bobby boy Samuels, and there's, there's the legend. And Two there's legends. another, yeah, another magnificent uh, uh, teacher. Yes, uh, and I, then I realized, you know, I go to this not necessarily to help out, but to enjoy all because I only see these people once a year and at this event. Yes, and it was it's always just a joyful, uh, re-energizing experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what made me laugh. Uh, uh, my boy Matt Merritt from Keep Forward Productions and, and my other buddy KO, they were out there um, and their their projects were winning awards. So congrats That's to them right. as well. But they pointed, they sent me this photo here, and I had to respond on it. <laughs> but <laughs> I had no idea my logo was there uh, at the event, and I was like, oh, it's so humbling and so so sweet, so nice. I had no idea. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, those those guys are legends. So thank you guys for sending me that photo. Got to yeah, Dem that. Demetrius, if you're if you're kind to Demetrius, Demetrius is like the greatest elf, the greatest Christmas elf ever. Because if you're nice, he'll be nice. Yeah, he always he always gives back, yeah. even when you don't know he's doing it. He's, yeah, he'll always give back. Yeah. yeah, big shout out to Demetrius. Love that yeah. guy. But uh, the plan is the samurai guy is going to be there in person for the first time next year. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the goal. Yeah, let's, so. let's hope so. Yeah. Let's We'll see oh, what we, we got can do. Kevin here saying hello, Kung Fu Satchel. There you go. He hey, says, uh, I love your minions picture. It looks awesome in the background. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, I was I was the Kung Fu teacher on that too. The Kung <laughs> right. Fu teacher, as they called me. Yes. Anyway, All right. so, yeah. Speaking of Kung Fu, let's get into it. It seems like, you know, the, the iron grip that uh, the Chinese Film Bureau has had on action cinema in China is loosening a little bit. Not everything is 100% a wushu anymore. Actual kung fu, the word kung fu and the actions kung fu are slipping more and more into these movies. And so what do, what do we got? Do you have a picture for the first one? There we go, Avengement. Not to be oh. confused with Scott Atkins' Avengement. No, not to be confused by that in any way, shape, or form. How this, was this? This thing started, and I was... I I was going hmm, interesting because it it really seems like this lead actor 
uh, and the approach to the story. It starts when he's a, when this act, the person he's playing is a little tiny baby, is a little ch- a child, is a child, a three or four or five year old child. Yeah, and it takes place in you know back back in the day when you know the the dynasty, the, the Ming's and the Qing's dynasties, and uh, this evil government official comes in because. This kid's father is honorable and his mother is honorable. So he's coming in and he's going to kill. He's going to assassinate the mother and father. And the kid gets away. Uh, the father manages to get the kid out outside the, the fence and then turns around to stop everybody from getting it. And the kid runs away. And then he, he f- goes to his auntie, uh, who's not actually an auntie. She's an she's a auntie in that both she and the father went to the same Kung Fu school. The kid's father and mother are killed. Auntie runs a security place where she teaches Kung Fu to her students and her helpers, and they go protect other people. You know, they're the famous guards that if you have a shipment of gold, they'll come along as hired guards. And so he goes there and she realizes that he, you know, I will take care of you from now on. And so, but of course, what does the kid want? The kid wants what the title says. He wants avengement. And so even as a little kid, he's not listening to his auntie. He's going to the other students and he's trying to learn Kung Fu from them. 20 minutes into the movie, and it's been very cute so far. It's been very well made. It's on those great sets with those great costumes. Uh, of course, none of the actors are recognizable, although the kid looks like Lee Yi Min. This literally looks like an old-fashioned like 70s or 80s, well, most 70s, because 80s, um, Jackie Chan came in and everything changed. But it was like a 70s kung fu film because he wants revenge. It reminded me, I can't remember which Shaw Brothers movie it reminded me of, but I think it was a Sun Chung movie with Wu Jing, or not Wu Jing, uh, with uh, Wang Yu, not Jimmy Wang Yu, the other Wang Yu, young Wang Yu, or or, uh, um, uh, Fu Shang. It reminded me of that because I can't remember remember mm. what movie it is. I gave away all my DVDs, so I couldn't check to see which movie <laughs> it reminded me of. But 20 minutes into the movie, the auntie finds out the kid is learning mediocre kung fu from her students. And he goes, you know, I want, because she brings in a teacher. She says, I found you a teacher. And he goes, I don't want to teach her. I don't want to teach her. I want to learn kung fu. I want you to teach me kung fu. And she goes, you want to learn Kung Fu, huh? And she takes her stick and she beats the crap out of all the students. And all the students go down. And she goes, you want to learn Kung Fu like they know? And then mm-hmm. I wrote down the speech because it was so good. This is, if you want revenge. Oh, no. See, I knew I, I can't stand my own, my own writing. I can't read. Yeah. Detective Rick. Yeah. Oh, yes. If you want to get revenge, you have to learn. You use your brain first. Learn how to strategize. Mm. Understand people. You have to fill your brain first in order to comprehend the essence of Kung Fu. And I went, oh, my God, this is going to be a great movie. And then she gives him a choice. She puts down her stick in front of the teacher she found, the scholar she found. She goes, you have to make a choice. And it's just like, it's just like baby cart. 
It's just like, uh, yeah, you know, he has to, yeah. between the ball and the, and the sword. So she's mm-hmm. giving him the stick or the teacher. And he chooses the teacher. And I'm going, oh, wow. finally, this is going to be so great because he's going to, what she told him is exactly what I always say, which is use your brain. Don't just use your fist. Fists are stupid. And this is what this movie seemed to be saying. And then guess what? What? He grows up and he forgets all that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful shot. It also was a wonderful shot. They're up on a mountain. Yeah. And she's teaching the kid, you know, how to do, use balance and turning. And, and the camera's going around them and they're turning around. And at one moment, just at one moment, the kid is behind the teacher. But then when he keeps going, he becomes a teenager. It's this great shot where he goes from being a child to a teenager in one shot. Nice. Very, very nice. But he he still wants revenge. And from that movie, from that moment on, as soon as he goes behind his auntie's back, I knew, oh, God, no. Oh, come on, please. Don't be stupid. He becomes (laughs) incredibly stupid. And then his auntie finds out he's being incredibly stupid. And she reprimands him again, but he goes, "No, I want revenge." And it's like, and then, and I'm, and I'm hoping that it changes. Anyway, oh no, the, um, the, the real tragedy is that he continues to be stupid. And what's, what's really cool, the director for this and the writer and director for this is a guy named Tian Tian, and Tian Tan is aware of what he's doing, and he keeps having the auntie and other, and they keep having things happen to this kid, which should be teaching him. The, but he hasn't made the one next step, which is have the kid actually learn. Mm. But no, he never does. And he just, mm. I mean, uh, he he goes into people and he tells, he goes to tell the villains what to do. And the villains go, we're not going to do that. You know, basically they go, fuck you. <laughs> and he just sort of looks at him like, huh? Yeah. And it's like, oh, and then, but then the worst thing that happens, the auntie realizes that they're all heading for the edge of the cliff. And she basically just sort of sends him on his way. She tries to get rid of him. She tries to have him run, but he won't do it. He wants to keep going into the tiger's mouth. And so she goes back to her school. She sends away all her students and she just waits there with her spear. And I'm going, oh, don't tell me you're going to be stupid now. And sure enough, she gets stupid. Now, all of that would have been fine <laughs> if the Kung Fu, which was done by Zhang Yang, which is, well, I don't have to spell it for you. Yeah. If, if the fighting was great, the fighting was not great. Oh, no. The, fight, the whole thing was just, I was so excited and, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it has, it has, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have an unbelievably tragic ending, but yeah. it has the the stupid people. The kid gets rewarded for being incredibly stupid because she protects him, mm. and the and the other students protect him. He should have had his ass killed. I yeah. was hoping, I was hoping that he'd get killed. Wow! And the, and the auntie would take revenge for him. That would be so, different. And it would have been great because yeah. it, the lesson would be listen to the listen to the old woman, would you? Listen to the old woman. Yeah. That was really tragic. Thankfully, the next movie was a a vast improvement. And I can tell you something. 
what you want to do is watch Avengement and then you want to watch this. <laughs> because they're both about a, 90 minutes long. Yeah. This one, Legend of Hag and uh, Legend, uh, what is it? Legend, the Legend of Hag of Shaolin. The Legend and Hag of Shaolin. Of Shaolin. Yeah. It's basically a remake of New Legend of Shaolin. Oh. You know, all right. this, this guy, uh, the actor is named Hua. Um, uh, his name is Gu Shangwei, the guy in the front who's doing the Jet Li impersonation. And he's playing the same character that Jet plays in New Legend of Shaolin. Okay. And this guy behind him, the credits keep saying that he's Vincent Zhao, the young guy who's holding up the uh, whatever, the bomb like or whatever. He's holding drunken up. style a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's doing, he's he's playing Fong Sayu. Oh, uh, okay. Also who Jet Li played. Right. And uh, he's... The guy in front with the spear, excellent kung fu guy. The kid in back with the whatever he's holding up, not very good. However, the crew, which is Zhang Zhang Di Kai, is the director and the choreographer, and he uses a guy named Yang Yang. There's a lot of really sweet kung fu fights in this movie. All right, the beginning, the middle, and the end. You can skip, but then <laughs> they just keep on putting. Feng Sayu is comedy relief in this movie. And you can always tell because the soundtrack changes. You know, the music the music goes going. go, okay, this is the comedy part. I can fast forward through this. But um he's played he's played by Zhao Wen Zhao. So all these all these American places think he's Vincent Zhao. If only he were Vincent Zhao. I know, right? This would have been even better. But put some respect. On Vincent Zhao's name. Yes, Yang Yang Dikai and Yang Yang did some very sweet actual real kung fu. Nice. It's a it's a decent cheap video streaming version of the new new legend of Shaolin. Right. And, okay. and the Hag is from the White Lotus sect, and they have they have a really kind of that's the woman in the back there with a right with the, uh, that thing over in her the face. white. Yeah. Yes. That's the that's the hag, and that had that has a nice little trick to it too. All in all, I was especially after Avengement, <laughs> I got to watch this and went, oh, this this is much better. It's like an antidote to a, a Avengement <laughs> with with actual kung fu in it. Nice, maybe not magnificent kung fu, but right. you can see the difference between Jet Li and these new actors because Jet Li has real charisma and real energy. This guy does a good job, but not like Jet Li. I mean, right. Jet Li's got the power but it still was worth it's worth seeing if you're if you need a kung fu fix nice all right bad an city an extremely well titled film oh i knew it extremely i well knew it i knew rick would hate this no i didn't hate it oh i didn't hate it okay okay i okay. mean i i know i mean i thought it it is what it says it is i mean okay. if you want I, and i knew you would love it because it's badass <laughs> it's it's badass what's the other thing you love Badassery and what's the other thing? Violence. Yes. Lots of violence. Yes. Uh, everybody, everybody's fighting all the time. The fighting, and it's also, it's is this a Japanese film or a Korean film? It's Japanese because it's, it's a, Japanese. That's Kensuke right. It's Japanese film it, yeah. trying to be Korean because <laughs> they keep on trying to repeat what they did in Old Boy, and mm. others they try to have those long the fights, hallway fight, yeah, hallway yeah. fights, mm. and it's it's a it's certainly more realistic. Yeah. Than say John Wick Four, 
Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not as realistic as it could be because he's, they're taking on huge crowds. And yeah. these crowds have baseball bats, they have knives, they have yeah. metal. And again, and thankfully this leading character, who's a wonderful actor, who's worked, who's worked, his first... Um, yeah, he's um, great. He, he's been working since 1984. He's been, you know, he's been in all these films yeah. and he has a great charisma. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, it works for what it, I mean, he was, he was a regular, he was a regular actor in the Bebop high school series, hmm. but now he's become this white haired guy. And, okay. and yeah, and it's, it's, it's not bad for what it is. Although of course the fighting is, is strong. Right. But it's not as realistic as I would I would like it to be. But they didn't have time because they were taking on dozens and dozens and dozens of people. <laughs> and the other thing I really liked about it is these dozens of people were not masked. They were all individuals there. You could see all their faces. Yeah. And yeah. you can see what they were doing. And they had a wonderful. I love the triad guy. Yeah. I also. Uh, what's his name? Jeez, uh, the wonderful. What, the guy who's in uh, at the very, very top over the hero's head. What's his name? What's his name? He's in all those oh, really. Oh, Tak Sakaguchi. Yeah, Tak Sakaguchi, who, yeah. I, who I met and interviewed. He's oh. great as one of the main villains. So That's yeah, amazing. all in all, very entertaining, bad badass, kickass. That's that's movie. high praise from Rick, guys. It is. Well, we're, we're hey, listen. This <laughs> that's month is, high praise is, from Rick. This month, it's all badass. It's all kickass. <laughs> and the reason I wanted Bad City to be the last. These, by the way, are all on Haya. They're mm -hmm. all on Wellgo USA Haya. Yes. Uh, so you watch those and then immediately go over. Yeah, there we go. Immediately from there, go right over to Netflix. Because Netflix, back when I wrote my original martial arts movie book in 1985, the, the book I wanted to do next was a book on Bollywood. I wanted to do a book on Bollywood action. But at that time, none of them were subtitled. They weren't available on, you know, to Wilo. I don't, mm -hmm. what, what are the, I have to find out what the Indians call white, white people. Uh, because Guilo uh, is Chinese, Gaijin right. is Japanese. I got to find out what the Koreans call us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, um, excuse me, not what the Koreans call us, what the, what the Indian, yeah, yeah. what the Hindis and the right. Kiwa, uh, and all the rest of the guys call us. But in any case, there was, it wasn't available to white people uh, subtitled. I had a little Indian shop, spice shop, within walking distance of my house. And I would go and get VHSs, you know, a pile of VHSs like this, because they were like a buck each uh, to, to rent. Yeah, yeah. And what was hilarious is all these movies are more than two and a half hours. Uh, they're at, almost mi some, at minimum. At minimum. <laughs> and now, now it's changing, but at, the, at that time. But yeah. I got these VHSs and I'd put them in. And they'd show like a quarter of the movie, and then they'd have a bunch of commercials, huh. which weren't which which weren't on the movie. They added to them, okay, because they wanted to because they know you were stuck uh, and you had to gotcha. watch them all or try to fast forward. But anyway, gotcha. but I couldn't make I couldn't do the book. But now Netflix is taking care of it. Netflix is putting the biggest selling, most popular Indian action films on on their site, subtitle in in five to six languages sometimes. All the different uh, dialects. Uh, major dialects in, in in Indian cinema. Yeah. And so the new ones, they have two new ones 
Which which one do you have loaded up? This first? this poster. I'm yeah. sold alone from this poster. That's I why know. I use this poster. Yeah, because they uh, had a bunch this, of posters for this. I mean, look at this, guys. I mean, th- does the movie live up to the poster, Rick? This the reason I use this poster is because this represents the opening of the film. Not, not only is it in its in its regular version, it's two hours and forty nine minutes, but now Netflix has just put on the extended version. Oh, okay. So this is the opening of the film. This scene is representative of the first major sequence in the movie where this is an unknown. He doesn't know who he is. He's had he's he's been he's been found in a river you okay. know, wrapped up and they wrap him up and they, he's in this tiny little village and they nurse him back to health. And this evil troop of bandits attack the uh, village, just like, you know, seven samurai. And he and of course. The great thing about Indian films are shameless. They're always exaggerated. They're over, always over emotional, over mm-hmm. everything is done to the nth yeah. degree. They're not trying to be realistic. They're very much like the Shaw Brothers films because the Indian cinema has their own realism. Mm. It's it's elevated, it's exaggerated realism. Right, right. Uh, but it's it because it's like a musical and like an opera, uh, it's it's totally acceptable to me. Again, I said this before on this show. When mm-hmm. I watch a musical, I don't suddenly go, oh my gosh, they're singing and dancing. I don't understand this. I can't accept this. No, I can accept it. It's great. And it's awesome. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with Indian films. I'm not trying to accept anything because I know it's all going to be boom. Right. Huge. Right. So this sequence, they keep cutting him back to him back on the bed. He's lying on, on the you know bed inside one of the little huts. And they keep going back to that wrapped face. And I'm going, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And sure enough, eyes open. And it's like the next thing that happens, this vengeful mummy starts waiting. Because by then, the, the the bandits are killing and raping and murdering and slashing and yeah. eating children yeah. and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so the, the child that's rescued our hero is about to get it. And of course, who shows up? And he he makes mincemeats of everybody. It was really cool. Nice. Th- but then the rest of the movie happens. Oh no. Well, no, it's not. Oh no. Okay, okay, okay. It's just completely different. Totally different. It's a romantic it comedy. Up, it's well, of course <laughs> they have romance, and they, of course they have comedy, and of course they have the musical number. <laughs> yeah. But this guy, he this is. Uh, let me get his name correctly. This is Shah Rukh Khan, who's one of the most famous. He's done 111 Indian films Man. since 1988. Amazing. And he's one of the biggest stars there. And he's, you know, he was in one of those things. Well, I think I'm going to retire. Then he goes, no, I can't retire. After all this, this is, I mean, how how do you give up Indian cinema? He can't do it. So he this, uh, he did one film before this, which was a huge hit. And then he did this, which every one of his films that come out are the biggest selling, nice. most profitable. And so is this one. But the plot line is fascinating. It's another fascinating thing about Indian cinema is that most of the time I find in American cinema, American cinema is constantly trying to find heroes and villains that don't threaten them. In other words, if you do a movie about street gangs that a street gang recognizes, the producers of that movie could be in danger. Oh. So they try to avoid real, they don't, okay. they, they go after generic terrorists. In the movie I, I was in, they hired me to play the terrorist villain. That was the Iranian film 
Black Day. They hired right. me for that because they didn't want an Iranian playing that part. Gotcha. They wanted you know, they wanted to come from Santa playing that, so yeah. they wouldn't get into trouble. But in India, they're constantly pointing out the flaws of India, and this movie is all about the flaws of the Indian government and how they betray <laughs> how they betray the people of India. But our hero, who by the way is playing a dual role, okay, he's playing, he's playing his father and he's playing his son. Oh wow! He plays his father and his son, and okay. both of them have been trying to correct the wrongs, the corruption in the police and in the uh, and in politics. Right. And they they do that, but <laughs> they do that by creating false hostage situations to get the government and the police's attention. They put innocent people at risk, but not really. But they terrorized innocent people. The first thing they do is attack a bunch of people on a subway train. But it all turns out to be a feint to bring in the people they're really going after. And the whole movie is like that. These huge set pieces. Then he does fall in love. Then it completely changes. And he goes to a different place in India. I mean, there, believe me, there's if you are if you want to be entertained and you and you've taken your brain out, you put it down, you'll be fine. The action sequences are all over and over and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Okay. And again, but it's very long. I call this an a film, a film, which is three F's and an S, which means fast forward to the fights. <laughs> there you go, guys. Fast forward to the All fights. Right. You can you can do that on Netflix. Then the next now I thought that was I thought that I said nothing will ever top this. But then Wow. Leo the movie, the movie is not co called No Cuts. Look down at the little red circle, the bleeding red circle at the bottom. Leo. It's Leo. This is a Tamil film. I believe the other one was a Hindi film. This is a okay. Tamil film. And again, the difference between RRR and IDK, RDK, is that one's Tamil, and Tamil doesn't have, you know, wildly handsome uh, heroes and wildly beautiful uh, heroines, which the Hindi films do have. Right. Here, it's all kind of like real people, because this guy's just a little guy. He's just basically Al Pacino. And this movie is a remake, which they bought the rights to, A History of Violence, the David Cronenberg film starring Viggo Mortensen, which I quite liked. This one is the Tamil cinema version of it. Oh, my God. The It's, it's two hours and 44 minutes. It has an an amazing dance number in it, an amazing song and dance number in it, which is like like 90 minutes in it. Because it used to be you would have to have six musical numbers. Nowadays, these movies have usually one or two. This one has one, and again, it's like, holy crap, because I knew none of it was digital. Everybody behind him was all real, which and there were dozens, if not hundreds. But the action in this, what happens in A History of Violence and what happens in this is that it's a, a guy who's running a store and some people attack the store and he fights the people. He tries not to fight the people, but they leave him no choice because they're about they're about to rape and kill his you know five-year-old daughter. So he fights back and he fights back extremely well. Maybe a little too good for being a shopkeeper. And then suddenly he hears from someone saying, you're Leo, aren't you? You're Leo. And Leo, in the flashback that comes, is revealed to be one of the biggest criminals in all the region. 
but he wanted to, once he found the woman he got married to and made the child with, he wanted to leave that life. So through most of the movie, he's going, no, I'm not, I'm not Leo, I'm not Leo. So of course the villains come to him and try to force him to admit you're Leo. We'll kill everyone around you. We'll kill everybody in the village. We'll kill everybody. And it, the first time they come to the village, there is a fight scene that I was just going, O-M-G. This thing, this fight scene in a Tamil film is brutal. Matter of fact, one of the, one of the Indian newspapers uh, said this thing is a celebration of violence. It's not a history of violence. It's a celebration of violence. And it's inc incredibly, it's really, it's brutal. It, and I was very impressed. And the reason it says no cuts is that because there's all sorts of different regions they have to cater to. A lot of the, a lot of the, <laughs> the, uh, the reviewers in these different regions go, we can't show this. This is too much even for us. So there were cuts. In the version I saw on Netflix, you saw that there were certain things that were kind of fuzzied out. Ah, okay. But for the most part, yeah. Yeah. So there are some there are some Disney versions out there. Well, not, <laughs> believe me, they're not Disney versions, but they are R-rated rather than triple X rated. Right, for right, right. But the violence is excellent to a point. Okay. And that is it's two hours and forty-five minutes. And by the time the time we get to the last three fights. It, I just sort of went, I can't, I'm, okay. It, you're okay. exhausted now. Yeah, it's like, and, well, I'm unaccepting. It's oh. like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I know you're, you're going to win. And I know you guys are going to keep fighting. <laughs> and it's again like Hong Kong films in that the villain just keeps managing to get away until the last possible second. Right, and, right. And I keep holding on to see the villain finally get it. Yeah. And, but I will give you a, um, let's see, do I, did I write something down? Oh, yeah. Joseph VJ did 76 films. He was the uh, choreographer. Uh, he specialized. Oh, no. Um, the actor who plays Leo is Joseph VJ. He's yeah. been in 76 films since 2012. And except for one movie that he made way back in the beginning, every single one of his movies is one word. The titles, oh. the titles are one word. So that's why this is called Leo and not a history of wow. Well, this this violence. this sounds this sounds more violent than history of violence. Yeah. Oh, very much, 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 much more. Wow. But by the end of it, unlike but history of violence again, David Cronenberg. So he yeah. controls it to the point where it's acceptable all the way to the end. Where I go, right. where it's like it builds. Right. This movie, it can't. They start at a million. Where are they going to go? A million and one? No, not really. But it's still very much worth seeing if, like you, okay. you like the badass kickass. Yeah, I'll, I'll be again, checking it. I'll be the checking design it out. of those first two fights, especially, yeah. very impressive. I strongly nice. recommend them. Uh, really quick before we move to nights. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you enjoy? <laughs> did you enjoy? Uh, possibly not nights. From that laugh there, did you enjoy uh, Donnie Yen's Dragon? Oh yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I, I really liked that movie. Horrible, horrible title. Yeah, horrible title, very, like not a movie. good title at all. But yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I like everything. I like pretty much everything Donnie does. I'm glad that Donnie is moving away from idolizing Bruce Lee to a ludicrous mm. degree because that, to me, really flattened the uh, the later uh, Ip Man movies because he wasn't playing Ip Man; he was playing Bruce Lee. And it's like, no, play it, Mon, man. Bruce yeah. Lee did not do Wing Chun, even though he yeah. was taught a little bit of Wing Chun. But but, but now Dragon, he's getting 
Yeah. Getting better. Yeah, Dragon's, Dragon's great. Good. Got Kara in there. Kara's in that movie. Oh, I love Kara. I love Kara yeah, and everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got a shout out. Colin, what's Hi, going Colin. on? Martial artist, filmmaker. Good to see you, brother. Yeah. Don't be don't get, don't be fisting me, man. Come on, don't be <laughs> fisting me. Oh, when you're talking to me, open your hands, baby. Come on. <laughs> oh, that was one of the things that I was doing at at um, at. Uh, don't the, fist Rick. Yeah, Urban Action Showcase. <laughs> Whenever somebody did this, I would yeah. I would I would take their hand and do this. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I would cover our responsibilities. I would shake their <laughs> hand that way. And from now on, everybody does fist. I'm going. No, 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 no. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Night of the Zodiac starring Sonny Chiba's son, uh, Sean Bean. uh, And other uh, idiots. Famica Jensen and uh, Mark Mark Caskell's briefly, I I heard, right? Yeah. It's based on the Saint Seiya manga, the Japanese manga Saint Seiya. And this is sadly... I have to come up with a, a decent term for let's work it up now. Cause usually when this is Chinese stuff, I call it uh chop sake suey. Right. But it's Japanese. It's, it's ripping off Japanese. So <laughs> it's still chop sake, but we have to come up with another word instead of suey. Sushi. Uh, yeah. There we part. You're genius. It's this. I love you. It's, <laughs> it's chop sake sushi. <laughs> And bad chop sake. God damn it. This is a bunch of white people (laughs) doing their variation. This is Mulan all over again. This is is whatever that awful thing that was also on Netflix. Uh, It's a Polish director. It is um, three white people, three white guys. One of them, uh, the the co-writer of Raya and the Last Dragon, which was also uh, culturally tone deaf. Right, right, right. And Joseph Le is the action designer who worked on everything, everywhere, all at once in Ahsoka, but he can't help it. He yeah. can't he can't save it because all these white people are doing what they think Saints oh this again, this is a good enough for garbage movie. Okay. If you can if you can understand that and approach it that way, there's there's action. But the action is also ruined because Saint Seiya also is cosmic and Sometimes they're punching and sometimes bolts are coming out of their hands, but yeah, not. So it's yeah. more more superpowers, less martial arts. Uh, it's both, but okay. it's but neither of them are good. Oh. And also tone deaf dialogue. It's <laughs> it's chop sake sushi. All right. And if you like chop sake sushi, yeah. it's, and again, really bad sushi, sushi with worms in it. So <laughs> yeah, it's not high quality sushi. All right, Knights of the Zodiac. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to skip that one unless I do a reaction. Because there are a lot of other things, Japanese things, yeah. Japanese flavored things on Netflix right now, which are far superior. And we're about right. to talk about some of them. All right. All right. Here we go. Blue Eye Samurai. Yep. Now, this is also by white people. <laughs> uh, although, no, it's by one white person and one Asian person. Okay. Michael Green, who did Logan, so okay. he's got the heart for it. And Amber Noizumi created this. At the opening, I was really excited because it looked like their version of Son of Black Mass, Kirishiro Nomori, uh, the sleepy-eyed samurai, whatever they call uh, Yeah. And he, and well, not he, she is. Turns out it's a she, 
semi-disguised as a he, uh, and also blue-eyed, but very much like uh, Kira Shirinomori, uh, the result of a mixed race uh, coitus. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it's and again, I love the animation because in live action, it, the action can only be as good as the actors and the stunt people, but in animation, it's only as good as the animators. Yeah, and the animators are great if they do their research, and the samurai stuff in this is is good. All right, and the the story to me, I was it's I think it's too long. It's eight episodes. It's eight episodes of 45 minutes each and i think it should have been six or five tops but i really enjoyed the beginning of it and but even so all of the artwork is glorious it's beautifully drawn it's very and it's very and it's certainly tremendous it's a it's delicious sushi as opposed to uh the chop sake sushi and so Could i this have it, been a movie i think Could so have... i think it would have been better as a movie yeah i think it would have been better as a movie but I'm glad they got. I'm glad they got the money for eight episodes. It's still lovely. Uh, it's it's decent stuff. The action's good. The action's good because okay. again, they're 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 following the rules of samurai, and also there's uh, a red-haired villain who right. doesn't follow the rules of samurai. Oh, uh, Irish back, fighting. Back to knights, really quick. Your favorite movie of the year. Uh, does does uh, Sean Bean die? Does this character die? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> I didn't get that far. I think he dies right away. I know he disappears right away. Right away. Okay. But it's it's very hard to watch a movie when your eyes are rolling. <laughs> it's kind of oh god. What did I miss something? I don't care. I missed something. Oh my god. All right. Next. I up. fast forward again. Fat FF. It's a movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the fights. Fast forward to the fights. Then I started fast forwarding through the fights too because they weren't that good. Yikes. All right, this one I was really excited for. Me too. Uh, Onimusha. Onimusha, of course, is based on a video game. Yeah. Um, and that was the problem I had with it. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, okay. Because if it was just because what they did it was they took Toshiro Mifune playing Miyamoto Musashi, yeah. the great swordsman of, of Japanese history. And so that's who he's playing in the movie. And the openings, the op the the first episode, I'm, I think they had six. Am I reversing? I can't remember how many episodes they had. One had six, one had eight. Mm. But I think this one had six. I think the other one had eight. I don't remember. But be that as it may, I really love the straight samurai stuff. The straight samurai stuff is excellent. Nice. And, and that's the, the very first fight is pretty much, even though there are zombies around, they don't yeah. get involved in the fight. And it's really good. Uh, Chambara action. All right. And the rest of it's good too, but by the time we get to the end of it, it's kind of like nobody learns anything, nobody progresses, and it's a video game. So it's physiology free, it's a lot of zombies, it's a lot of fighting. None, none of the action means anything. But that's fine. It's still beautifully done and uh, worth seeing without question. Okay. All right. Copy that. So it's almost like it's almost like a samurai horror fantasy. It's the video game. If you've right, ever played right. the video game, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. okay. And it, and it's and it's worthwhile, but not to my mind as worthwhile as this. Okay. Our next movie. No, not the... this is no this is not our next. Oh, movie. that's not the next movie. No, it's Scott Pilgrim. Oh, and for some reason that has disappeared. But go ahead. I'll, oh I'll no! Find the... 
I'll find yes. the photo. Go ahead. While you're if talking Scott about Scott Pilgrim, takes off. This was this worked for me completely and utterly. It was many, it was many episodes, but it was also uh, it was also a triumph. There we go. Scott Pilgrim takes off another animated series. And if you've seen the and if you've seen the original Scott Pilgrim movie, I love it. Love that movie. Well, then I, you you'll have to love this because it's the show is done the show the movie was based on a, a comic of the a, comic comics but yeah. uh, the graphic novels right Scott Pilgrim book graphic novels it was done by Ben David Grabinski uh I believe uh I'm, I've got all these names down here also Brian Lee O'Malley but be that as it may it was done it was done by, the guy who did the graphic novels worked on the show nice so he controlled it utterly and i had a problem with the movie because i thought the manga was or the graphic novels were far better than the movie because the movie wasn't able to recreate the energy of the comic as well this right. recreates the energy of the comic perfectly nice. this is animated by the japanese this is an anime controlled by the guy who created scott pilgrim and he does they all do so many such great ideas because even though the entire cast of the movie are back to do the voices of the same characters in this, the anime, he decides not to repeat the story. He decides that I'm not just going to do an anime version of the of same the movie. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He okay. progresses everything. The reason it call, it's called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the basic idea of it is that Scott Pilgrim has to fight all the boyfriends of, the, of his lady love in order to get right. his lady love. Well, like in the first or second episode, I forgot which episode, Scott Pilgrim takes off. He disappears. Hmm. He, it turns out that he was kidnapped by a future version of himself. What? Who tries to teach him the era of his ways. Even this future version's going, don't go after this girl. This will destroy you as it destroyed me. But meanwhile, back where he's not the girl starts trying to find out what went wrong with all her relationships with her six boyfriends and she goes back in time and she goes back in space and she goes back into their lives and they're constantly growing and changing and developing and she's learning why when she falls in love with something she always has to walk away she's trying to solve the problem and I'm like going, oh my god, I love this movie. A movie. I love this series so much. <laughs> I love this series. It's beautiful because yeah. it's done. It's I I feel for the creators of the show because the the creator of the graphic novels could never realize their graphic novels the right. way it should have been realized. This does so, and he takes it and goes way beyond. Yeah, when I saw the the, the trailer for it, and I, it just made me smile. It warmed it warmed my heart. It warmed the, my heart too. The uh, the original actors come back do the voices. I mean, how and it's fun, also how fun is that? The whole thing is super exciting, super smart, super funny. It's just it's super. It's a super show. I, nice. I All highly right. recommend it. Now yeah. let's go back to All right. the other one. Now a movie that's pretty split, and I understand both reasons. Uh, but I did see this. I actually saw something for the action film autopsy. But I want to hear what Rick has to say about The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. 
I love the tagline on the movie. The tagline on the poster is absolutely correct. It's why some people liked it and other people didn't. Because this, and also, it's based on, it, it's based on all the assassination movies. Is it? All is it based mo- off a comic book too? I thought. I don't know. It could be, okay. for all yeah. we know. But the point is yeah. that there are so many movies about assassins. I, you know, I'm just trying to imagine the meeting between David Fincher and Netflix. And Netflix goes, oh, man, we'd love to give you a lot of money to make a movie for us. Well, I don't know what what kind of movie. Well, you know, we do okay with all these uh, assassin movies. You want to do an assassin movie? And Fincher went, all right. So basically, this is, and also the wonderful John John Woo movie, The the Killer, with Chow Yun-Fat. This has that title. And so I think what happened, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Fincher had little placards all over the set saying execution is everything, which is, it's how he does it. And again, what I, what I say to people, which I'll be talking about a little later when we get to, when we get to a, uh, another, another thing we'll be talking about, um, what did you expect? When you watch a David Fincher as a killer movie, what did you expect? What did you think he was going to do? Yeah. So basically, this is this is a navel gazing assassin movie. It's that Michael Fassbender, and I can understand why Michael Fassbender did it too, because he looked at the script and he, he doesn't stop talking. <laughs> everything is him narrating everything. Yeah, yeah. And so I found it, you know, I was like going, uh, of course, being a real assassin is boring <laughs> because you have to sit around a lot. Yeah. And I wish I wish they had the courage of their convictions, but I'm pretty sure that somebody said, no, no, we got to do something. here." So what's happened is and I also heard about the fight. I heard about there's a fight scene. In it. There's yeah, one. There's one fight scene. Yeah. In it. Yeah. And uh, they they should have watched Leo because it's very similar to Leo. Ah, but Leo go, goes them a couple of dozen better. Oh, my God. And I really got to watch Leo. Uh, yeah. The fight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait till you see Leo. Yeah. The uh the fight in this is pretty good. It yeah. Reminded, I thought it was great. Yeah. It reminded me of the fight in uh Darker Than Amber, the famous uh, uh Travis McGee movie, which was directed by Robert Klaus, which is the fights in that movie got him the job on Enter the Dragon. Ah. If you have a chance to see Darker Than Amber uncut, the fights are still amazing uh and revolutionary. And that's what reminded me of this fight. The only problem I had with this fight was that um, people got wounded, people got hurt, but they didn't get hurt enough for me. In other words, they kept going as if they weren't hurt. Mm. And my understanding of it, and I understand, but what's nice about the two characters who are fighting, which is Fassbender and, and another tough guy, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. But in real life, when people, when people take punches and when people give punches, they're not able to go as steady as they do. And here they just, I mean, he he does things to the. They do things to each other which would have killed three other people. Uh-huh. But it, of course, they. It was it going. was adrenaline, right? Come on. <laughs> I think I'm I'm willing to accept that, okay. and I and I give it I give it a thumbs up. The problem was I saw it after Leo. Gotcha. And Leo gotcha. was kind of like, okay, you're not as good as Leo, but you're still good. Okay. And it's still a good fight scene. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's a good cerebral movie. But yeah, if you're going to watch The Killer. Just remind yourself it's a David Fincher movie. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be expecting it to be a John Woo movie. It's not a John. Oh, and I'm so excited about the new John Woo movie. Me too. Ooh. Me too. Anyway, Silent Night. Oh. 
Anyway, yeah, me too. And that but comes yeah. out. That comes out tomorrow. I wish I had. I, oh, I wish yeah. I, had, I right. wish I had seen it. And but we'll talk about it in the December action. Yeah, tomorrow. for sure, for question. sure. But yeah, I but, liked. I I enjoyed the killer. I liked it. Also, the that, by the way, the fight scene in the killer was done by Dave McComber, who also worked on Falcon Winter Soldier, Avengers Endgame, right. and Ms. Marvel. So that right. gives us a natural jump over to our Disney yeah. Plus section because that was the Netflix section. We right, had right. the Welgo, we had the Haya section, then the Netflix section. We are about to enter Disney Plus land. But before we do that, yeah, a, another quick reminder: do not expect an action movie. <laughs> Don't do this. Even though the opening credits will will fool you into thinking it's an action movie, it's a it's David Fincher guns. movie. I mean it's, that, but the opening credits, yeah, the action music, the font. The yeah. ammo, the gun rack, I'm like sure the beginning of the movie, it makes it look like it's an action film. And look in the no, corner. There's no, there's no in action finale shootout. As no soon as, no, no. as soon as I'm just, I'm just warning them. As soon as you see the still end good. of that, at the end of the credits, look in the background. You'll see David Fincher behind a bush doing this. <laughs> Copy that. All right, now we're going from this. To Disneyland, Marvel Land. All right. Up first, Loki Season 2, Electric Boogaloo. I've been hearing nothing but positive things on uh, this show. Well, at least the second season. People are what, liking it a lot better than the first. What do I always say? What do I always say? Wait till if it's the, over. None, yeah. <laughs> if the ending isn't good, I don't care about the rest of it. Gotcha. If the ending isn't good, don't care. So Moon Knight, don't care. Because the ending yes. wasn't good. Yes. Secret Invasion, we won't even get into that. But um, if you nail the ending, you're 75 or even 95% there. They nail the ending in no uncertain terms. And But I was enjoying it anyway because I don't call it Loki. I call it Dr. Hooky. <laughs> yeah. Because he becomes, without question, they put all these hints in the show itself. He becomes a time lord. He is a time lord. Literally, he's a god. Yeah. He's a time lord. And he, they at one point he says, it's not about where, it's not about when, it's about who. He says, who? And I'm going, oh my God, you're Doctor Who. And the very next episode, the opening credits looks like he's going through the the time tunnel that really goes through. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. They're, I think they were perfectly aware. And also this ends and a week later, Dr. Who starts. This was a, they, I think whatever, uh, Bob Iger or, uh, uh, Dave Filoni or Kevin Feige saw this and went, Oh yeah, get, get Dr. Who following this. <laughs> it, it ends. He chooses. It's just a great end. And also it, Unlike anything else, finally, after you know, after Endgame, we finally have a story that ends. Okay. Loki has an ending to his story, and it's perfectly suitable, and it's perfectly right, and it just filled me with, you know, I was like going, yeah, he got his horns. His horns came back, and he, he took his rightful place, literally and figuratively. He took his rightful place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I was just like going, 
That's how you do it. That's how you do it. All this bullshit you've been doing this ever since the Eternals. Yeah. Fuck all that. Let's go. Yeah. Bob Iger right. is back, baby. Let given give Kevin Feige control. And and they're doing all the right stuff now. You know, they got rid of all the crap. They're okay. concentrating on one movie next year and they're concentrating on all the other movies. Good. And the watchword, unlike execution is everything, the watchword Bob Iger put out is quality, not quantity. Really? That's he put it up. He made really he went public with it. Good. Quality, not quantity. Good. All right. That's how so, it's supposed to be. Loki, nice. So let's let's go from Dr. Hookie <laughs> to Dr. Who. All right. Dr. Who is back with Donna. How was well, it? Well, I I loved it for a lot of different reasons. First of all, of course, I've been a fan of Doctor Who since 1975. I was one of the first reporters, American reporters, to write about Doctor Who because it's a big British show. It wasn't. It was just it was just trickling out onto PBS stations in 1975. And I saw it. And I said, Oh, I've heard about this thing. And I didn't. I didn't get to England until 1978. But yeah. I heard about it, but I started watching it immediately and I started writing about it. And I was working in 1979, I was working for Starlog and Future Life magazine. And I was going, let me do Doctor Who articles. So I wrote Doctor Who articles. And so I I became known to the Doctor Who people that I'm their big fan in America. And pretty soon they didn't need me because they had a lot of big fans in America. So I there are pictures of me with a third doctor, the the, the uh, fifth doctor, sixth doctor, seventh. Yeah, seen I've, some I've of been, those. That's I've been awesome. following all of that stuff. But what happened was that when it came back in 2009, they had Russell T. Davies, who, who loved Doctor Who as a kid, because the show has been around since 1962. This is its 60th anniversary this year. And Man. so he loved it. So he lathered his love on the show and he brought it back, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant. And then after he left, in came Matt uh, Smith. Steve, Steve, no, Stephen Moffat, who was the producer, oh, who oh, yeah. also was a huge fan. Right. Right. But he got widely overworked, so it, so he he had Matt Smith, he had Peter Capaldi, but then they had a change again, and they brought in a guy named Chris Chibnall, who uh, did uh, a mystery series that was very successful. But it was obvious from the really almost from the very first scene that he had no idea how to write science fiction. Oh no, none. I mean, and that's one of the things that I realized as a uh, science fiction and a fantasy writer, that the people who I have talked to who wanted to write, who didn't know much about science fiction, like my mystery writer friends who would try to write science fiction, I'm going, just because it's science fiction doesn't mean that it's your ticket to ride, that you can do anything you want. Matter of fact, you have to be more, because uh, one of my... The science fiction community were wonderful. They were very helpful to me. And one of the great science fiction writers said to me, science fiction is so powerful. If you put it in any other kind of genre, it becomes science fiction. You put it into romance, it's science fiction. You put it into a mystery, it's science fiction. And also he said, all writing is stringing words together. In science fiction, you have a choice of many more words. And also... What's great about science fiction is that in a mystery novel, the detective, if he comes to a door, he opens the door, he goes through it. It's fine. You can't in a science fiction novel, you have to question everything. All right, what kind of door is it? What kind of latch? What kind of alien is using the latch? Why would he use a knob? Why would he use a latch? You have to question everything. And that's why I only wrote 
two science fiction novels because I went, too much work for me. <laughs> but in any case, so this guy, Chibnall, knew nothing. Oh, man. And he wrote awful stuff. And poor Jodie Whittaker, who was could have been a great doctor, was totally and utterly sabotaged. Mm. And it and it, and what and it was so painful to watch. She did three seasons, but they were painful. So finally, Russell T. Davies sort of, you know, he never thought he'd come back to Doctor Who because he was doing other stuff. But basically, I think the BBC came down and went, please. <laughs> Rescue us. Save us. <laughs> Sa well, more importantly, then they were smart enough to know to go save Doctor Who. Yeah. Because if you don't come in, there's there's a distinct possibility we won't be able to do it because our, our viewership is just dropping into the toilet. So he came back. And he, of course, he did a very smart thing because I don't think it's an argument between Doctor Who fans. The two favorite doctors are Tom Baker, mm -hmm. the fourth doctor, yeah. and number 10, David Tennant. Tennant. Yeah. So he's, and also there was a huge plot hole in David Tennant's run, which involved Donna. So, so <laughs> Russell T. Davies went, okay, I can, I can bring two birds back to life with one stone. And so he said three specials with David Tennant to introduce the next one. But also right. he made it part of the Doctor Who. It's not number 10 back, it's number 14. It's the 14th Doctor, because he's because he is reacting. When he turns in, he turns from Jodie Whittaker back into David Tennant, he goes, I know this face. <laughs> and goes where and then so he's trying to solve the mystery of why he has this face back and donna says in that first special because we got two more specials before they switch over to the new right. doctor the right. 15th doctor who's right. doing by the way not the 35th se series he's doing series one they're going back to series one I, i'm not i'm really interested to see how they pull that off but this thing was delight was such a refreshing delight it was it was Doctor Who as I remember him, but better because it's got Disney money. So the special <laughs> effects are really terrific. The okay. writing is really great. And also, this episode is based on a Doctor Who comic book. Oh. The Meep was introduced in like during the Tom Baker years. The Meep is that little furry character. Yeah, there. yeah. He was they were introduced in the comic back in, in the British days. And so they're making all that canon now. They're doing they're doing the Dave Filoni thing to Doctor Who, and they're involving all the novels and all the they're getting the new ideas. But they're they're letting and but my the other favorite thing I had I really enjoyed the show. I've watched it three times. There are all these little nuances, and I have to put the uh, the, the subtitles on to get because they're speaking in these thick accents. But my favorite thing that's happening now is that all these other guys on YouTube, all these critics. Are uh -huh. going, oh, I hate it because it's woke. It's ruined. It's, I mean, they're just exclamation points, underlines, big ruined. Doctor Who is ruined, ruined, ruined uh -huh. because it's woke. And so I, you know, I'm, I, I just am laughing at these people. They're so delicate. They're so, oh, they're poor little, poor little tantrum throwing hearts. No, it's woke. So we hate it. Because go back to the poster again. Uh -huh. There's a trans character in there. Ah. 
and it's like, oh no, and they changed Davros. Davros, the creator of the uh, Daleks. They haven't made him wheelchair bound anymore. Oh, it's ruined. It's ruined. It's like it'll never be good ever again. And I'm still like, oh fuck you guys. Just go back into your comas. You're mad at woke people. Go back to being comas. I would love you guys to go back to being in your coma. That's fine. <laughs> what's a what's a four letter What's a four letter word for asleep? You know, if we're woke, you guys you guys are yeah in a coma. It yeah. doesn't sound as good, yeah. but it is a four letter word for what you're in. Yeah. So so it just makes me love the show all the more. I'm so happy that it's back. I'm, well, I'm, never I'm never mind it. Be, never mind it being woke. Was it was it good? Of course it was. Okay, I've told you because it's based on the comic book. Uh, the artist Dave Gibbons, uh, the, uh, the, and also they credited the comics. Unlike, unlike you know the Marvel stuff, which doesn't bring the writers and the artists yeah. onto the making of shows. The very first thing they did, yeah, he's in the credits. They're not they're not hidden. You know, special thanks or special acknowledgments on the opening credit. It says by Russell T Davies. Uh, based on the story by right there there it's all that's, right there that's, that's pretty cool that, that was is, the problem with uh what star wars you remember they were like yeah. oh everything everything before uh the new movie all the yeah. canon there's all comic books and all that is not canon all the books all the lore it's not canon this is they like have, well have, not, what are you doing they have so many lovely little things to catch. That's why I watch it three times because they, you know, there's catching up, and of course, we mm. have six. and it's also it's still a 60th anniversary special. So they have all sorts of seeds for the next. And thankfully, the three specials are not interconnected. They're somewhat interconnected, but they're all three in diff different things. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I just, you know, I, when's the uh, next episode? The next special Saturday night. They're all Saturday nights. They start in. They they're shown in England at six thirty. On Pacific time, they're at one. Uh, no, where are they? At? They're eleven thirty, I think, in Pacific time. My time, I, I, I watch them at one thirty, and I watch. So them by again. the next action film autopsy, oh, okay. there'll be two more. Yeah, you can talk about both. Yeah. Also, Christmas Day, they're introducing. The new oh, guy. yeah, the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the second and the ninth, they have the specials. Then on the twenty fifth, they have a Christmas right. special with the new guy. Right. And. Well, uh, Fingers crossed. I hope uh, the new show is amazing. It's already for... so much better than the last three years. <laughs> but we got as far up to um, the first part of Capaldi's run, not the second part. I would not. Re I, the second part is, is far superior. Yeah, that's what I far heard. Far superior. So we, I might, would we might finish that off, maybe. I would. Don't don't even have to. I'll give you the three episodes you should see. Okay. Heaven, Hell Bent, Heaven Sent, and The Husbands of River Song. That's it. The Husbands of River Song is one of the greatest Doctor Who's I think ever done. Wow. Wow. Nice. I liked Capaldi. I loved Capaldi. Yeah. And I hated the fact that they made Clara the real the doctor there because they because the BBC was worried, oh, it's an old man. The audience won't respond, so we'll give all this stuff to the young girl. But the second season, when he comes in on a tank during medieval times with his guitar, then I said, All right, Capaldi's back. All right, all right, nice. Okay. Uh last but not one least. Thing to go. Well, maybe least. The Marvels, the Marvels. Oh, it looks like the Knights, the Zodiac poster. It does. It, <laughs> well, it does. Old po posters nowadays, some of them are just, majority of them are so generic. Well, this but, is another, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to briefly remind everyone that if you guys have not watched it, <clears throat> please watch our top 10 sci-fi uh, live stream. Uh, it is phenomenal. It is hilarious. And you get to see Rick and Frank Jang and me talk science fiction. 
And uh, they briefly <clears throat> talked about uh, the Marvels. So if you want to hear what Frank Jang thought about the Marvels, make sure you check out yeah, uh, did I, that did, episode. On, on that episode, did I also use the middle finger again? I think I used the middle finger. <laughs> you probably did. That's becoming a habit with me now that I'm old. <laughs> but anyway, the Marvels, what's, what, what's nice about the situation with the Marvels now mm. is I saw it the moment it came out. And that it's, but I, but it's been a month. It's been almost a month, and I've gotten to come down a bit. I've gotten to reassess. One of my favorite reviews uh, from a friend of mine was "fun shit." <laughs> he called it "fun shit." Fun shit. And okay. I sort of went, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> the see, marbles, fun shit. It's it's. Basically, the other thing you can call it is it's not as bad as Knights of the Zodiac. It's not as bad as, but it's also not as bad as Secret Invasion. It's not Ah. as bad as as Quantum Mania. It's not as bad as Eternals. Yeah. Uh, It's not as bad as Moon Knight. And basically, it's it's not as bad as Lore, Love, and Thunder. And it's basically the same kind of movie as Thor, Love, and Thunder, which is Taika took Thor, Love, and Thunder, made three movies, then put them together badly. <laughs> yeah. And left all sorts of things out. That's right. what happens here, too. It's three movies. And they put them together not as badly as Thor, Love, and Thunder, but not as well as they could have been. What every One thing that every I think, it's safe to say virtually everyone, unless they're being a, a coma asshole, is that Ms. Marvel almost saves it she Mm. almost she certainly she certainly makes the movie she's the fun part of fun shit that's what i heard i heard she's like the the best part of the movie no without doubt it's unfortunate the other thing unfortunately is that they they maintain the character erosion of nick fury he's there for comedy relief and it's kind of like come on guys let him be nick fury again yeah. Let him let him do for Nick Fury what Loki did for Loki. Ms. Marvel is fine. She's in the middle. She's fine. But she gets caught between these two forces. One life, one death. Unfortunately, Rambeau, the other Marvel, she's given short shrift. And, and even worse, the villain is just... <laughs> I love Tofu too much to call her Tofu. But she's she's bland. Yeah. She's just there to fill in a hole, and that's why she's that tiny little figure at the bottom of the poster. <laughs> so you know the you know basically, it's it's like watching it's like watching your daughter in a school play. Yeah, where your daughter is great, but right. the rest of it is not too good. <laughs> and so you're looking at your daughter and you're going, yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> And then you're and then you're looking at the rest of it going, oh, too bad. Too bad. And the other thing that really ruined it, not didn't ruin it for me, it was already, but made me very sad because it also could have helped, is that they land again, they stole stuff from Doomstar, my science fiction novel. They land on a planet. It's not Doomstar, they actually stole from Doomstar 2. Because yeah. Doomstar 2 is about a Shakespeare Shakespearean troupe that goes throughout the galaxy and they have to alter Shakespeare's plays in order to perform it on a fog world, on a water world, on all the different ways that they have to change things to make the play work. So here they go to a planet where everybody sings and dances. 
And I went, well, that's kind of cool. Because again, Bollywood, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's neat. But then they're attacked. And so I'm going, ooh, 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 are you going to fight by singing, through singing and dancing? That would Is be hilarious. fighting going to be dance like? That would be it? hilarious. Not only hilarious, but completely, it cheer-inducing. Yeah. Cheer-inducing, because <laughs> capoeira, of course, is a right. martial art disguised as a dance, because that's yeah. how they learned it. Because they, you know, their their occupiers would say, "Oh, they're just dancing. They're not preparing to destroy us or kill us." But when when they're attacked and they don't sing and dance, <laughs> fight, I went, "Oh, another incredible missed opportunity." Because again, the lecture I gave at Disney was the art of screen action. With, with action, you can make the audience cheer. And you don't think people would have cheered if they had started fighting through their natural rhythm, right. rhythm using their natural rhythm. Again, didn't call me. I could have told them. <laughs> Who did do the action? Hold on. The action was done by Roger On, who did Last Jedi, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. And so it's the same old, same old. So he wasn't advanced enough to say to figure out a way to have them choreograph fight right they should have gotten the guys in from uh john wick four because like i said those were mayhem numbers those were musical mayhem numbers yeah but so it's not as bad (laughs) as the haters say Uh it's not as good as the lovers say right it's in between and so if it comes on disney plus Mm -hmm. it won't be a waste of time okay there you go if and you I, got Disney and, Plus, and I hope they do the the Young Avengers. And because, if you're interested, check it out. If they can get America Ferrara, if they could get Ms. Marvel, if they could get the Hawkeye character, they could get everybody. Uh, I would love that. I thought because I love the performers, all the actors are awesome. All right, not as bad as not, not <laughs> as bad as. All right, it's time for Rick's recap. For all you uh, late bloomers just now coming into the stream, thanks, thank you so much for for popping in. But we're gonna re recap all of Rick's picks, and he's gonna give a quick rating in case you guys missed it. All right, number one, Avengement. What's what's the sign for sad? What's the sign for sad? It could I was gonna sad. do this. I thought it's you were gonna, gonna do yeah. this. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll do that. There we go. Could have been All so right. great. Could have been All so right. Great. The legend and hag of Shaolin. Legend and hag of Shaolin. Okay. All well, right. actually, a little further up. Because okay. they, got, they got some sweet kung fu in it. Okay. Bad shitty. Also. Okay. All right. All right. Jawan. Also. All right. Your mileage may vary. Leo. First two fights. Way thumb up. The last two fights, okay, I'm tired. <laughs> you, you, you've beaten me. You've beaten me. But well worth saying. Uh, your favorite? Knights of the Zodiac. <laughs> oh, so bad. God damn it. Blue-eyed samurai. All right. Onimusha. Oh, okay. a little bit further up. All right, all right. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Oh, way oh, up, oh, way oh. up. Love it. The sleeper. I mean, the killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, what did you expect? I know. I know. 
Good. I was expecting David Fincher. Yes, I yeah. got David Fincher. All right. Yeah. You know, I'll, that's about right. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And Loki season two. Last up, last two episodes. All right. All right. Doctor Who so far coming back. All right. And not as bad as. <laughs> uh, it's closer to the middle, but it's not as bad. <laughs> All right. Boom. Yes, yes. Another great episode of Action Film Autopsy. Thank you so much, all you badasses and smartasses for watching. Uh, this is the 20th episode here on the channel. Go back and watch all of them. Watch all of them. Share them. They're hilarious. They're fun. Uh, it's what it's all about. And uh, don't forget, uh, let me put up Devanna really quick here. Email Santa. That's right. Ask him anything. Check the link in the description. Email Santa below. at AskSantaAnything.com. You can just ask questions. Somebody just sent, a couple of people sent, uh, not me, sent Santa, you know, what am I getting for Christmas? And oh, my already? Re my reply is <laughs> invariably, were you good? Ah. <laughs> and I think I saw a comment earlier. Let me go back up yeah, to it. Said, Here we hey. go. Geeky Andre says, I rewatched Tales from the Crypt. Demon Knight, thanks, Samurai. You're welcome. You are welcome. That is just such a fun movie. Uh, make sure you guys check out our review of it. We just reviewed it. Me, Lady Fat Blood, and Kyle Wong had a lot of fun reviewing that. And speaking of horror, that's right, Reptilian. Let's make a slasher film together, baby. All you hey. horror fans out there, let's make it. Make it with Samurai. Get your pennies. Let's go. Get your pennies. That's right. Support the Indiegogo. Uh, links in the description. Yeah, let's get this made. And uh, yeah, this was a blast. Always an honor to have you here, sir. Thank you so much. There we go. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. There we go. There Don't you go. Cover your fist. Cover <laughs> there the you fist. go. I did it at the last minute there. All right. Yeah. So uh, thanks again, everybody, for watching. Oh, there we go. Uh, Kevin just watched A Diagram. That's oh, my yeah. favorite. That's my favorite. That's my favorite kung fu movie, a martial arts film. Oh, my goodness. Run of 20 and going strong, baby. That's right. That's right. 20th episode. Thank you all for watching. Love you guys. And we'll see you guys on the next action film autopsy. And yes, somebody had a question, Rick. And then, uh, and uh, we are, me and Lady Fat Blood are going to see Godzilla Minus One. We will be doing a out of the theater quick reaction video for you guys, and we'll do a review later. Uh, Rick, some people were asking you in the comments, uh, are you eventually going to see it as well? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I've heard such great things about it. You know, remember, hold on. Just one more second. I'm sorry to extend it a little bit. Hold on. But oh, no, no, no. This is, this is our show, our channel. My, we, we do what we want. One of my very first books ever with my name on the cover. Oops. The first, my first official book with my name on the cover. Oh, I love it. That's a cover. That's how you do it. And on the back cover, me with Ray Harryhausen. Oh, that's epic. So am I going to see Godzilla minus one? You're damn straight I'm going to see Godzilla Mine on. <laughs> you, nice. you, you Godzilla come latelys, come on. <laughs> you newbies. You newbies. <laughs> I've, been, I've been seeing Godzilla since, yeah, you were not even born yet. <laughs> oh, Jake's going to go see it in IMAX. Nice. I have, yeah. a whole, I have a whole section on all the Godzilla movies in this book. There you go. There you go. There's a link in the description below. You can buy all Rick's books. All right, guys. Keep watching movies. Keep being awesome. And uh, we'll see you on the next one, guys. Take care. Knights of the Zodiac, baby. Woohoo!